Hello and welcome back to the DevThink podcast with Sean and Nicola. Today we are talking about the uh, topic of speed reading, which is a bit controversial. Uh, Nicola has suggested we do this topic and we both have a book. Mine has a blue cover, his has a red cover, same author. And I will let uh, Nicola explain why he forced me to do this. So why I forced you, Sean, to do it is because I wanted to force myself to do it. Because, you know, it's so it's actually also as in exercising, you know, you get you you're determined, you wanna do it, you're you're like, okay, you know what, as of next week I'm gonna exercise. And then you go up about it, you do it for first week, second week, and then you know, you start skipping, blah blah blah, and all of a sudden you're not doing it anymore. What I found is that having a workout partner is an awesome thing because one day you may not feel like it and then the guy just comes to your house and you have to exercise because, you know, you had an agreement and there's no backing out of that, right? And then next day, maybe he's not, you know, quote unquote, feeling it, but then you're like, you call him up, hey, dude, you know, no skipping. And that's why I think uh, doing this and of course other things that we'll be doing it's good to have a partner in crime, quote unquote. So that's why I made you do it. And the other reason is obvious. Like I really like, as in love reading, but my reading speed is so freaking slow or small that it's embarrassing. And yeah, so uh, I did this. I have this book by Tony Buzan. I hope I didn't pronounce this wrong for a very long time from like, I think it's from 2009 that I have it. Uh, but back in the day, even then I came to like, maybe even the half the book. And I do remember that my speed, uh, reading speed improved, but since I didn't practice it in that way, it just, let's say vanished. Anyways, long story short, I read first four chapters of this book. And so I did my first intro test of that actually tests what's your reading speed and comprehension. And my first result was 194 words per minute with the comprehension of 73%. And then I went to learn about these few techniques, which of course I remembered uh, because, you know, I read this part of the book several years ago. But the funny thing that happened uh, was that now my reading speed on the second test was 267 words per minute, but the comprehension was remarkably low, 21%. So I don't know. There's that, honestly. So I am going to, as with other things, I'm going to go through this whole book and then see how my reading speed improves or not. But... Um, you know, I'll see. I also can't say that, you know, reading here that some people read, you know, 1000 words per minute and they have comprehension of like 80% and more. Uh, all I have to say, hey, you know what? I believe you, but I kind of like more envy you than believe you. <laughs> so I don't know. What's your take on this, Sean? Um, well, I did a shortened version because uh, unbeknownst to either of us, the English version of the book, you have a Croatian copy uh, that I bought, which was published. The, we, we chose one for me that was closest in publication date 
to yours. And it turns out it is just an abbreviated book of under 100 pages that only has one timed exam with a comprehensive questions, so it doesn't really make it possible for me to measure my comprehension before and after. But it probably does have all the techniques, even if it doesn't go into as much detail. And I went through the book, and I had already read about speed reading years ago, and the main thing that I took away from it was the idea that instead of running your eyes across the whole line, that you look at the whole line in one or two or three chunks, depending, I guess depending on the width of the, the line of text. And when your eyes stopped, you can read all the words that are directly in your vision. And that when you're moving your eyes, you're not seeing. It's only once your eyes stop. So if you look at every single word, and there are 10 words, your eyes have to stop 10 times. Whereas if you, most books that I've seen, you can easily uh, stop three times like a little bit past the beginning, around the middle, and a little bit before the end, and see them all. So, and I even did that technique initially. Uh, this book told me to read something. It didn't specify what, and record my reading speed. So I did it with multiple articles, just stuff I had in my bookmarks that I'd been meaning to read anyway online. And my scores ranged from 420 to 455 words per minute. They were actually 420, 506, 540, and 555. And... I basically went through the whole book, didn't bother to practice any of the weird things that he recommended, which are like trying to scan multiple lines at once and move across the page in like a diagonal back and forth pattern where sometimes, you know, for about half the text, you'd be kind of looking at the ends of the sentences on one or more lines and then the middles and then the beginnings and kind of putting them together backwards. And that just seemed silly to me. So I didn't do that. And I just kind of flipped through the rest of the book. I did the official test in here, which was a 1,871 word challenge. And I did that in 428 words per minute. And my comprehensive score was 66.666 um, on a multiple choice quiz, which probably isn't that great, but I was rushing through it because, you know, I was concerned more about my time than anything else. But in doing a little bit of uh, separate research, looking into some things he said, like, for example, he said you should have kind of a pointing device, like a, a card or a ruler or something that you put down under the line you're reading line by line, because the less, because that'll draw your eyes focus and the less movement of your eyes, the more efficient you will be and the faster you'll be able to read. And if you, your eye has to also pay attention to where it is vertically on the page, it's a little more effort. So it might make you take longer. And he mentioned in the book that Aside from your finger or a ruler, there are also specialty devices made just for this purpose. And I did a Google search looking for it when I did not find um, any such product because as soon as I Googled for it, I found a whole bunch of blog posts and articles about speed reading and these techniques uh, written by various people and kind of made it sound like to a certain extent, it's really a sham that it doesn't really produce uh, anywhere near a thousand words per minute with comprehension and that it's just basically, you know, those, it's like snake oil. It's, it's like a weight loss uh, thing. You say, here, here's a trick for losing weight. And then if you fail, you think I'm just, you know, a loser. And I think it's a lot of things like that. People who have difficulty, they think, oh, I want to learn how to read really fast. And they, or I want to learn a language. And then they do it and they try this technique and they maybe pay money and then they fail. And then they think, well, it's because I'm bad at languages or I'm stupid or I'm lazy when they don't realize a lot of these techniques are just snake oil. So I think in this case, this guy, Tony Buzan, who is a, 
I knew I knew of him previously because he's very involved in memory challenges and championships, and he is a shameless self-promoter who is eager to write and sell books on any topic that can make him money. So I think this is just, you know, there's a little something to it. You know, if you learn the chunking and you maybe read over the techniques if they help you, but I would not get hung up on a number. I would say that probably for you, for each individual, you have some kind of range where you can read comfortably and have comprehension. And it's possible that because of the way you were taught to read, um, things like subvocalization, which you can read about if you look up speed reading, it might be possible you can improve it a bit. And if you like to do that, go ahead. But in reality, I mean, let's take running, for example. I will never be able to run as fast as Olympic athletes. And I have a range at which I, my body can run due to my length of my legs and my height and things like that, even if I lost a bunch of weight and got in shape. And we're just not all equal. It doesn't make us insufficient. It still makes us, it doesn't make us average. There's a difference between average and normal. Most people don't think about. And I think that uh, reading speed is not something that I would get hung up on, especially uh, as, as Nicola has uh, drilled me on. If, for example, you want to read, but you say, I don't have time to read a book, a book's long, he would say, well, read 10 minutes a day, which doesn't sound like a lot. But if you do all the math, how many pages a day, how many pages a month at the end of the year, you could have read 10 or 15 books that you wouldn't have read otherwise. And if you think about probably most people listening to this are at least adults who might look back over the last five or 10 years, they wish they had read more. And if they had read 10 minutes a day for those, you know, five or 10 years, they would have read, you know, close to hundred books or more by now extra on top of what they did. So I say, who cares about your reading speed? Just uh, read. Oh yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, so this concept of compound interest is unbelievable, right? And also, so you said, you know, 10 minutes a day, but here's, here's like, uh, and of course, I don't know the exact numbers. Uh, I believe it was Brian Tracy where I heard that term first. I mean, term, the idea is, you know, listen to audiobooks in your car when you're driving. And he had this amount of like hours that you listen to. And if I'm not mistaken, the amount of hours that a norm, like an average person spends in the car per year amounted to a number of hours that a full-time student would spend in like the full year. So like, you know, imagine that. For example, my commute before when I was commuting was uh, one hour in both ways, right? So one hour per day of listening to a book. And of course, if, uh, I mean, I'm not a native speaker, but I could listen to most of the books on 1.5x. So that's like even faster, right? And for a native speaker, I mean, I bet that you can listen to 2x speed, you know, without losing any comprehension or anything. Uh, some people claim that they do 3x, but honestly, I'm on, I mean, come on, let's be real, right? Uh, again, it, de it depends on the speed uh, of the narrator because some books are, were literally, you know, slow reading. <clears throat> So it could be that there you could listen to 3x, but I found that in my case, it was 1.5 in um, for most of them. Uh, so yeah, you mentioned uh, for these techniques, uh, you mentioned using the finger or something to track. Sure, that I think it's a good one, especially, you know, I found this to be useful um, 
in books that that, that have very uh, small print or that they are very you know you know those pocket books right there I found that useful uh, so those that jumping thing that you mentioned they actually in the literature they call it uh, saccades if for some for someone if someone is going to be looking this up and also one important thing that at least I took away from uh, this is never go back you know make it a conscious effort that you're reading with your mind what you're reading but don't ever go back because that will kind of let's say signal to your brain hey you know what pay freaking attention so I mean as I said I'm like nowhere near the end of the book still but you did mention uh, going like in zigzag through the page and I did like scroll through the book and I saw that and like honestly to be honest uh, <laughs> that sounds like way woo-woo to me but then again you know how in general yeah 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 in general I am that uh, I will give it a go and then I will see if it works on my kind of like case or not yeah maybe like he does sp say and I don't have I have a little bit of experience reading music, but only on the bass clef, not on treble or on two simultaneously like a piano player would. But he does mention that it's similar to this zigzag pattern is similar to the way that a, a musician reads music. So maybe there's something that I am not aware of. And yep. So yeah, it looks like your book and mine both have the same graphics. Uh, mine has it on split across two pages and yours has it on one. But yeah, and then you did say something about paying attention to what you're reading, and that was definitely a big deal. Like, if you're distracted, if you are hearing the TV in the next room or you start thinking, you read something that gives you an idea and you start thinking about something you want to do or someone you want to email or some other book you want to buy, then, of course, it's going to slow you down. So, but, I mean, that goes for, for anything that requires any concentration. Yeah, and you know what? Um uh... When you mentioned that you didn't find any tools for the actual books, uh, I would say that, you know, the only tool is maybe a pen or, uh, you know, a sheet of paper that you kind of like s slowly scroll down as you're reading. But actually, since, I mean, both you and I are using computers for <laughs> majority of our time uh, awake, uh, I actually used few of the apps Actually, they weren't even apps. They were uh, Chrome plugins or even Firefox. I mean, if you have it for one browser, you probably have it for any other browser that, you know, you take a sheet of, I mean, sheet of, you take some article or whatever and you, for this plugin, you just click start and you then determine, you know, what kind of a reading speed would you like to read this text through? Uh, do you want to be shown two, three, four words uh, at a time or just one word? Uh, and you can literally, you know, specify things like that. And that may help if you're really, you know, getting into this speed reading thing. I don't know. Yeah, and have, also, have you tried this kind of thing? I haven't done that. But what I have done on many occasions is I wrote a little uh, script that if I take some text and save it to a text file. So I'll like highlight the text out of a, a blog post or something, paste it into a file and run my command against it. It will create a speech to text or sorry, text to speech recording using an open source tool. And then I can convert it to a FLAC file and then I'll listen to it and I can listen to it at a higher rate of speed. And another thing that I do is I selected 
it's an open source tool. It doesn't have as good of uh, voice selection as you might have like on the Mac, for example. You know, it's not as uh, clear as Siri. So, it, but it does have multiple voices. And I selected, I think, three or four of the ones that I thought were easiest for me to listen to. And my code makes a separate recording for every paragraph with a different voice. So it alternates over the voices for every time there's a line, uh, a line space, you know, a white line between uh, paragraphs. So that also helps it be less monotonous and maybe a little bit easier to listen to or keep your focus. Cause it's also very easy with audiobooks and podcasts and with this to put it on. And then while it's on, you're like browsing other websites or checking your email and in which case you're not really hearing it. So you could, uh, you could certainly listen to audiobooks for two hours a day and not get much out of it because your attention will be wandering. Yeah, indeed. So this whole idea of multitasking has been debunked over and over again. Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, I guess I guess we'll we're gonna talk again when I go through the whole book. Hopefully my speed at least, you know, stays where it is, but comprehension, please <laughs> go higher. Uh, and we'll see. Or you could try to intentionally read a little more slowly and see where your comprehension is, because I'm sure you'd give up, you know, 10 or 20 words a minute for increased comprehension. Yeah, the, although, like, to be perfectly honest, uh, I was probably not as... Uh, concentrated or whatever because this week i don't know how i sound i was uh quote unquote kind of sick i was actually sick so maybe that had a thing to do with it so the next you know the next um reading challenge that i'm gonna have and i'm gonna have you know 60 percent comprehension i'm gonna be oh yes this works i'm kidding of course we'll see yep all right so uh gonna wrap this one up Sure, sure. So anyways, I hope that, you know, those of you who are at least toying with the idea of this speed reading, hey, my advice is always, you know, if you want to check something out, don't listen to us. Check it for yourself, you know, and you will see. Maybe you will be blown away. Maybe you will be doing uh, 1,800 uh, uh, words per minute <laughs> uh, and thus being, if I'm not mistaking, the best uh, person on the planet that can do that. Uh, anyways. Let us know and good luck. Yeah. And just to reiterate, yeah, I, I went through the book, but I did not do, I spent zero minutes practicing any of the techniques. So I'm not basing my, I'm not dismissing it based on the fact that I think it doesn't work. I'm because I tried it. I'm basing it because I don't, I think it doesn't work because I looked around and it seems like that's the consensus of people who have put some thought into us and who have attempted it. So uh, just cause I poo poo it doesn't mean that it's something you should ignore. Oh yeah. So like, you totally nailed it because like even from like 2009 when I first tried it uh, and I was like really into it. The thing is, if you're not deliberately, so we're again, again, we're mentioning the term deliberate practice. So if you're not deliberately reading a certain material in this kind of way, you will just lose the technique and you will lose it, you know. And then again, I have to say uh, you would most probably never, ever want to use this kind of technique to learn something deeply. Honestly, I, I honestly think you wouldn't. Yeah, it's good for skimming. And then you know what you, when you're done going through the book, you can put it on yourself and say, I'm going to refer to this. And now I know exactly when I'm going to need it. 
or you can say, I can get rid of this book because it really didn't have that much for me and I could use the space on my shelf for something else. Awesome. Agreed. Anyways, that's it, guys. Hope you liked it. See you next time. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the DevThink podcast. To reach us for feedback, show suggestions, or any other comments, email us at info at devthink. That's D-E-V-T-H dot I-N-K.